Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, my friends, my brothers and sisters. This is Mindy with Revive Your Soul with Mindy Joy podcast and also Mindy with MindyJoyMinistries.com and MindyJoyMusic.com. So today I want to talk about something I was inspired to relate to you when I did my Bible reading this morning, which was on Psalm 88 and 89 and 1 Corinthians chapter 2. But the subject I want to talk about today to encourage you is when you're working so hard, you're doing your best, spirit, soul, and body, but nothing is happening. It's like you're invisible. It seems like all your efforts, um, they're unnoticed or they're not going forward or um, it's just like meh, you know, and I, this is a human experience. First of all, I want to say that everybody goes through this and it's just what it is. It's like, you know, just even in simple things, like if you're trying to get your body strong and you're going to the gym and you're, um, you know, you're on a, a very healthy food plan, you know, you don't always see the weight loss or the muscles start to build, on, you know, and it could be for a while, but yet you're going to the gym doing the hardcore exercises that you don't enjoy three times a week, but, and you've been consistent or, you know, it could be at work or at your job, you're being as diligent as you can. You're going the extra mile and you're not, you know, you may not feel appreciated and, you know, underpaid or whatever, whatever the thing is, or, you have, um, you know, you're, you're somebody like me who's in, uh, you know, the creative arts and you're creating and you're writing songs and you're, you know, doing podcasts and you're writing um, movies and things to the glory of God. And it takes, those things take decades, you know, they take decades to build and you won't always see movement, but the human soul, we want accolades. It's it's just how we were made. You know, we were made to be loved and appreciated. We were created like that. God is, you know, we're made in the image of God and we need to love and appreciate God at all times. And it's just not going to happen. You know, it's just not going to be like that all our lives. And when you see the love, sometimes you know, I can feel like big confession here. Like when you see like a little child or a baby with their parents, like parents who really love that child and who have a natural love for that child. And when you're a uh, really young like that, like everybody makes a big deal of about you. It's like, look, they wrote their first letter or they took their first step. Or did you see that? Take a picture. Did you see that sandcastle they built? You know, and as an adult, you know, people don't just get excited over every little thing that you do. It's just not like that. And you may even have been in an experience where you were in a relationship um, and the relationship ended. And at one time, the person really loved you and then you were betrayed. And your mind goes back to the time where, you know, you just showed up for the date and they just thought you, you know, just gushed all over you about how beautiful you were, but you don't have that today. Or, you know, you, you would lift, you know, I'm talking as a woman or, 
you know, you would be pulling your groceries out of the car or whatever, getting out of the car and like, wait, 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 let me open the door for you. But that ain't in your life today, you know, or, you know, times in our life when we were really appreciated, or maybe you never were, maybe you were never were appreciated. And you as a spectator just saw other people be loved. And that's who I want to speak to right now. And I know I'm speaking to a lot of people like that, because unfortunately, our world is a mess. People are a mess. Um, you know, people who raise kids, especially nowadays that, um, you know, they don't know God, they don't, when the kid comes out of that adorable phase of being a baby, like everybody thinks a baby is, you know, amazing, most people, but when they come out of that phase, you know, we're not always lovable. Like you go, how people have stereotyped the terrible twos, you know, you go through the, through the process where you're somebody like every child who becomes needy and, you know, life, you're trying to navigate through life and your little emotions and you have tantrums and things like that. And so when, um, yeah, when you go through that, you know, people that aren't grounded in the spirit, you're not lovable on, on the outside. It's just sad. And that's why we have to love people through faith. Like everybody deserves to be loved. You have to love that person when they're not always in a good mood. You have to love that spouse. No, you don't take any abuse or anything, but you have to love them and think the best of them when they, you know, when you're wondering, are they right on this issue? If it's not a moral issue, of course, but you know, and just think how many times are they, are they really right about things? We have to appreciate people. So anyways, I'm sorry, I was distracted because a call was trying to come in. So I'm not going to look at my putting, turning my phone over, but so everybody goes through it. And so I want to admonish you on, you know, I was reading Psalm 89 and it says, wait, it was, I'm sorry, Psalm 88. I started with that. And it said, Oh Lord, God of my salvation, I cry out day and night before you. And that like kind of convicted me a little bit because it's like, always go to God, never give up. You may feel like nothing's moving forward or you don't have to feel that he hears you, but the fact is that he does hear you. It's just like, you don't have to figure out when you turn the light switch on why the light is coming on in the middle of the night or, you know, why lights turn on, but you just know, you just flick on that switch. Just keep flicking on that switch of your faith and keep talking to God, keep pouring your heart to him day and night. Um, you know, find rest in the Lord. Um, what Psalm is that? I sang that song and I should, it's either Psalm 61 or Psalm 18, but anyways, you know, find rest in God, like find rest for your soul in God and, and don't give up and know that everybody goes through that phase where you're doing the best you can and you're just, you know, you're unappreciated. Your work is unappreciated. Your creativity is unappreciated. You might be starting a ministry and nobody recognizes that you have anything to give, you know, just, it, it's not your problem right now. Like, like just go before God. Like if in this 24 hour period, he just wants you to study. Don't, don't be concerned about over the result. And you know, certain things that a lot of things in life, the result that we think it's supposed to produce, it may not be that it may be that you're called, you know, to do a ministry that you didn't realize, like you could be studying. You just are really compelled to take child development and you think you're going to be running a daycare or you're going to be, um, you know, you're going to be teaching in a nursery and God's going to just totally change your life and have you start 
um, being a teacher in an orphanage somewhere or working with um, foster children. Like just follow God's path. But I promise you that whatever it is, it's going to bring you a lot of joy. And it could be vice versa. You think that your thing is supposed to, um, you know, go overseas or whatever, but God has you minister to children right in your community by opening up a daycare. So it could go either way. You know, it's not always the glorious, sensational thing that we think, you know, if we were to write down on paper or it was in a resume, people go, wow. It's not always the wow thing that is wowing God. You know, God is not impressed by fame and by um, just because you got on a plane to do it. Okay. So I just wanted to encourage hopefully that's for somebody today but i just want to tell you that you know remember to cry out to god day and night like just that's a huge act of faith like whatever you're going through through the day it's like god you know, I, I try to remember him throughout the day, like, okay, I'm getting ready to get in my car and face this traffic. I'm getting ready to drive down these streets that, you know, sometimes are, I've seen yellow tape because somebody gets murdered on these streets. So just, you know, be with me, help me to be in peace. And so, you know, these are things that, um, that I, um, you know, that I lift up before the Lord, every little thing, every little thing or, um, okay, like right now I'm hungry, but my lunch is in for two hours and I've got all this work to do. So help me to focus and I don't really need to eat. I, you know, so I, cause I don't eat bad food. I don't snack. And sometimes our soul, the, the wires get crossed. Like we think we're hungry, but we just really need fresh air. Um, or we're just, you know, we, there's just part of us that wants to avoid our work because we're dealing with a problem we have to solve. Um, it could be like a techie problem or something and we're just getting a little exasperated and we just need to walk outside and come back or something, you know, so God can just give you those little simple ideas. Like just go out, take a deep breath, think about something funny. I mean, literally could take two minutes of your time and you get refreshed and you come back and you say, okay, okay, God, help me to conquer this. Help me to learn this. And he's there, like always call on him. Um, and so that's what I, and it says in verse eight, um, and this is a Psalm of, um, I think Heman um, wrote this. It wasn't David who wrote this Psalm, it's 88, but he says, you caused my companions to shun me. You have made me a whore to them. Um, this is a very extreme situation because they were dealing with literal warfare, you know, um, and their lives were at stake all the time. But I just want to say there's times when, Maybe it's not so blatant like our companions have shunned us, you know, that we're necessarily shunned. But, you know, our friends are just, they're um, engrossed in other things right now. They got other things going on in their lives or their own challenges or their own victories or they're, they, they're going through something wonderful and, you know, whatever, they're vacationing or they're getting ready to get married and they don't really have time to hear um you know, what's going on with you or aren't really um, in that place or available to you or, or anything, or it's just a lonely time. You could be going through grief. You know, you, you lost your best friend, you lost, you know, you're going, or you might've lost them a year ago and you're really missing them, or you're missing your mom who went to be with the Lord or who, whatever the situation. 
But, you know, God is always with you. He's always there for you. And loneliness is, we're going to experience that sometimes. It's just an emotion, but we don't have to let it overcome us. And we, and we get to know that it's just a human experience. It's just going to be like that. It doesn't matter how many times, you know, how many friends you have, how popular, how huge you are in your company or your ministry or you're the top dog or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's, you know, Jesus, we... When we're in this body, we're absent from the Lord. Period. We're, there's just a there's a there's not a spiritual separation when you receive Jesus Christ. But until you leave this earth, there is a physical separation from God, and it just is, and it's okay. But you can um, contact God, and you can be completely connected to him by faith, by crying out to him. So we have to like get in the spirit zone, so to speak. You got to get in the zone. Um, and that's done through praying, crying out to him, you know, crying out is just kind of maybe a dramatic way, you know, it says that in the Bible, but just, just saying, you know, God, God, I, I need to be close to you right now. I need, you know, and just, um, scripture, 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 everything I'm saying is based on this holy book of, you know, through the ancient of days, everything I'm saying to you and encouraging you is scripture. It's not just something I came up with on my own. It's living and doing the word of God. So, um, which is why I'm basing it on my reading and why I'm, um, so I, I'm basing it on what I read in the morning so that you know that I'm not coming up with some, you know, new, new thought, you know, not anything that's detached from God, maybe a new way to see God's word, but not something that's detached from something that God said, um, or, or of his spirit. So it says in verse eight, the end in Psalm 88, it says, I am shut in so that I cannot escape. Well, we're not shut in as far as reaching God. There is always, um, there's always an escape. You know, that word escape reminds me, escape from temptation. There's always an escape from temptation of going the wrong way. And God talks about, Jesus talked about being on the narrow path. But when you're on a path, you don't just sit there. You might, you know, take a lunch break and sit down and open up your bag lunch. But when you're on a path, that implies that you're moving forward. You're going somewhere. So you just keep going. You just keep going. So you're not on anywhere that you can't escape. You're still on a path. You're on the path of righteousness for his name's sake. You know, that's a beautiful scripture in Psalm 23. You're on a path of righteousness. You are moving forward. You may not realize it, but when you stay obedient to the Lord and you try to do everything you can to please him. It may not feel that you're going anywhere, but guess what? You are on a moving sidewalk. You just don't feel it. Just like you don't feel the world turning, but it is. You didn't feel the the earth rotate around, you know, within a 24 hour period, but it did. So, um, you don't see the plants growing in front of your eyes, but they are, you know, you don't see your child growing taller. You don't see it, but it, over a period of time, it's like, wow, you know, we, I'm noticing that, you know, your, your pants are getting short and the, the, the shirts that we bought you, the sleeves are short. It happens, but you can always see the growth and the movement and what is working behind the scenes for you that you don't see. Um, so, it, and then going on in verse nine, it says, every day I, I call upon you, O Lord, I spread out my hands to you. So just always call upon him. He does see, he does know. Um, 
And, and it says in verse 13, but I, O Lord, cry to you in the morning, my prayer comes before you. I like to contact the Lord, like as soon as my feet, like, good morning, Lord, anything just because I need the Lord to get through everything. I need him. I need him. And maybe, you know, the, you're new to this and like, ah, you know, you're turning me off right now, Mindy, because I don't need him. I mean, I've been alive all this time and I don't need him. Well, guess what? You think you don't need him, but who gave you the air that you're breathing? Who kept you to live in a city where there is no combat military warfare? Do you have to like leave out of your house and, you know, wonder, um, is the militia in front of you? Like who, who kept you alive? Who kept your lungs breathing? Who, who's keeping your heart breathing today? You know, you might have a fibrillator or something like that in your heart or a pacemaker that's helping it. But the one who created your heart to keep beating, who really says, okay, on your market set go, when you were in your mother's womb, heartbeat, when you were conceived, heartbeat. And who is the one that, you know, when your heart stops and, you know, it's, you know, oops, party um, over, out of time, you know, like that song that Prince wrote today, I'm going to party like it's 1999. Who, who really makes that ultimate, you know, decision that it's over? I mean, think about it. You, you didn't, there is a God, there is a God. Just look up at the sky. Can you explain everything that's up there and where it is? Maybe you saw a video or YouTube and you heard about aliens and stuff, but do you really know? Do you really know? So, um, let's go on. I don't like to say so, um, so, um, I'm, I'm going to stop that in Jesus name. Moving on to Psalm 89. And this is where I really want to get to is that uh, God has made a covenant with his chosen one, verse 3, and that he will establish our offspring forever and build um, your throne for all generations, verse 4. And this is from Psalm, I this is talking of David, but I just want to say, if you are in Christ Jesus, that you reign with him, that's Romans chapter 5, that um, 1 Peter uh 2.9 says, I'll read it in the uh, living translation, but you are not like that. Okay. So we're not people. What are we not like? We're not like people who are in despair where there's no hope. We're not people that are, are just lost without a God. We're not a people who'd have no direction, no future. We are a chosen people. We are royal priests, a holy nation. You're part of a holy nation of the body of Christ. That means you are holy. You're royal, um, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the, the goodness of God. And he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Other translation said is marvelous light. So you're royal, you're chosen, you're holy, you're unique. You're, you're, you're uni you've been uniquely made and you're called out of darkness into his wonderful light. God has a work for you to do. He pointed to you and said, come here, come here. I like he, he has something very specific. I say this all the time that only you are created to do. Nobody else can do your job. Nobody, you are not replaceable despite this, you know, whatever people believe or whatever, like everybody's replaceable. No, 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 no. You are not replaceable. Maybe certain tasks that we do or certain jobs can be replaceable because they're just rote, but you are not replaceable because when you leave this earth, there's going to be nobody who thinks exactly like you, nobody who has got your fingerprints, nobody who has your voice print, so to speak, nobody who, who has the relationship with God in the exact way that you have it. Every single person in the body of Christ has a very unique 
revelation of who he is, not in contrast to the word of God, but God is so vast. Everybody has an expression of God. I'll give you an example. One time years ago, when I volunteered to go with a ministry that would have a feeding line, like a whole buffet in the midst of Skid Row on a Saturday night. It was Skid Row in Los Angeles, uh, in the, in the um, yeah, Skid Row in Los Angeles. And I remember one of the ladies that was living on the streets, she came, she, she had maybe two teeth in her mouth or whatever, and she said, I just want to sing Amazing Grace. She was so grateful for the food and everything. That woman sang Amazing Grace in the most heartfelt, passionate, beautiful rendition of Amazing Grace that I ever heard in my life. That woman could sing. If, you know, in those days, if there was like YouTubes and all of that that went viral, I would have videotaped her. But that was the most, every time I hear Amazing Grace, that woman nailed it like nobody I've ever seen in my life. And that really affected me. And there's moments in my life when somebody who said something about the word of God and they, who maybe had down syndrome or words that were spoken from someone who was a paraplegic and the way they were praising God is imprinted in my brain. They changed the trajectory of my life of how I think. And they taught, they brought me up to another level of who God is and praising him and another level of joy. So everybody, 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 I mean, there's people, I, I, mention him. I can't pronounce his last name, but you know, I'm talking about Vic. I think his first name is Vic and he's a paraplegic. And I think he's already, um, won a million souls for the Lord. And he goes all over the world and he is like a motivational speaker in God and he inspires, he inspires people to get through things. He not just, I mean, yes, he ministers to people who have disabilities or whatever, they just overnight had some kind of accident and now have to deal with some sort of disability. But that's just a small portion of his ministry. I mean, when I read this dude's book, I had to keep going, wait, there's no way that he's like, I'm letting this man inspire me and encourage me with words of inspiration that is some of the greatest inspiration I ever heard in my life. And I had to remind myself this man was a paraplegic while I had all my limbs. And I'm like, really, Mindy, like you need someone to encourage like every day. If this man woke up and had all his limbs, he would be like on cloud nine every second of his life. And I already have that. So that's what, you know, like I'm just saying that to say everybody is so incredibly important. Um, I'm going to call this part one because I see that I went 22 minutes already. So (laughs) I'm kind of getting into my introduction of what I wanted to talk about of enduring, doing the best you can, and yet you feel stagnant. So I'm going to stop this right now and then do part two. Have, thank you for listening to me uh, at Revive Your Soul with Mindy Joy.